Hi, I'm Jessica Rudnicki with Reynolds & Reynolds. Welcome back to Connected. Today, I'm talking with Therese Baker, Director of Corporate Events Marketing at Reynolds & Reynolds, about what you can expect from this year's canceled trade shows and new safety measures moving forward. A quick update for our viewers before we get started. You can now listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts by searching for The Connected Podcast. Subscribe on these channels to get notified every Wednesday when new episodes are released. Let's get connected. Hi, Therese. Thanks so much for being here today. You you do? Okay. I have to pause longer and then I'll start. Okay. So we're starting from the very beginning. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Therese. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi, Jess. Thank you for having me. And I'm I'm, I'm excited to be here and I can't wait to get started. Well, we are certainly glad to have you on today because I'm sure many like myself are wondering what's new in the world of automotive trade shows and conferences. So are things starting to pick back up as our world um, cautiously reopens? Well, not not exactly. Not, not at this point in time. You know, um, it seems like March was either yesterday or a decade ago, depending upon what you're, you, you're involved in. Uh, nobody could have anticipated or see this. The, the complication that happened back in March and continues with the pandemic is it started out that there were so many differences. Uh, things were changing state by state. Um, travel restrictions, some had travel restrictions. So a lot of these organizations and companies that plan events in the automotive space that we rely on, they had some big decisions to make. You know, you have... Um, um, OEMs have plan meetings, you have ADAs, you have state ADAs, local ADAs, 20 groups, uh, the financial industry, there are so many different um, organizations and companies that are planning events and man did they have huge, huge decisions to make. Not only did they have to make decisions um, for the safety and welfare of, of all of you, but they also had to make decisions you know, financially and, and everything else. Now, we were scheduled to participate in uh, 36 different automotive events between March and October. And um, most, most of them canceled, and rightly so, rightly so. Um, others have chosen to postpone. So we have a few that are now postponed into the fall, along with some other large uh, shows that are still happening in the automotive space, like SEMA and um, uh, Digital Dealer. Uh, but a lot of them had to cancel outright or they've tried to transition virtually, which for most of them, um, either you have that capability or you don't, but it still requires a lot of planning. It still requires a lot of planning. And uh, for some of them, they just chose let's cancel and let's, let's look forward to 2021. You know what I mean? And, um, and that was the right decision to make. So as we look at the different groups and organizations and how they're planning. Uh, we're anticipating that there's going to be a real mixture of things coming up in the fall. So uh, we're waiting and seeing. Well, that's um, good to hear. I mean, obviously, with some of them transitioning to um, virtual, there are new ways to get that educational aspect of the um, of the trade shows. So mo most dealers go to trade shows and conferences as an investment in learning best practices or to see new products, right? Um, so are there still ways for dealers to do that with so many cancellations this year? I know I mentioned the virtual trade shows. What else can they do? 
Um, so, so going back to the virtual trade shows, and, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, in the automotive space, they only attend these events for one of three reasons. The number one reason, you're right, is education. Education, whether it's meetings with their, you know, 20 group ADA or OEM, whether it's uh, all the sessions and the speakers and the seminars, or um, uh, whether it's, um, you know, some of the workshops that are provided. Now, the transition to virtual, this is the space that uh, probably has had the easiest transition in a virtual respect. You can always switch those into webinars, which we're seeing a lot of. So people who have registered for shows um, that have that component, they are probably getting emails that uh, there are webinars available for them to join. Uh, if they haven't, they should go back and connect with those websites of those events and shows that they were planning on attending, because I'm sure they're probably following up with some kind of a component. The second one is, you're right, for uh, learning and uh, commerce is, is the trade show side of it with vendors. A lot of dealers and dealer personnel, uh, they're going to these events uh, to fill, uh, to look for a need that they have in their dealership. They may have a need in fixed stops to improve uh, CRM, and they're looking for new tools and products and services. Um, these, these events provide a great opportunity to kick the tires. Now, in a virtual uh, event standpoint, it's not as easy as a transition. My recommendation there is still go back to those sites that uh, you were planning on attending, look at the sponsors, look at the exhibitor list maybe, and if you have a need, please reach out to those companies directly. Um, believe me, <laughs> I'm, surprised they, I'm surprised they're not reaching out to you directly right now, but reach out to them directly because the technology that's available now, they can connect just like we're connecting right now. They can do demos online. They can do pretty much all of that. So connect with them directly. The third component um, that people attend shows and trade shows um, is the networking. Now the networking is probably a little more difficult um, from the standpoint of doing it virtually. But um, I've been on a couple of webinars, actually Zooms where they've had as many as 200. Uh, yesterday I was on one that had 500. And while it's not ideal in terms of networking, it is possible, but I don't know what everybody is now um, turning to. So again, check with the originating uh, show website or contact that you have and uh, find out more there. Sure. Um, well, that's it's great to hear. It sounds like everyone um, in, in each industry is doing what needs to be done to ensure the safety of their customers and obviously um, attendees, which is really important. Um, wonderful, wonderful information. And thank you for sharing that. And thank you again for being here today. Um, before we hop off and while we have the audience, is there anything else that you'd like to add or any other best practices you want to share? Um, yes. As a matter of fact, I was reflecting on this uh, not too long ago. For those of us who... Um, were around in 2009 in the meetings and trade show industry. You know, we remember there was a lot of cancellations and, and the like. That was 11 years ago. And I remember there were a couple of uh, groups or organizations who were trying out this virtual trade show. And I, I sat in on a couple of them. And I remember thinking at that time, wow, things have changed. We're probably never gonna have meetings and trade shows again because with virtual, why would you do that? Why would you do that? You'd save money and time and everything. Well, in fact, I was worried about my job. 2010, 2011, they build more 
In fact, 2019 was like a banner year uh, in the meetings and events industry. Um, I would say the ones that we participate in, we probably participate in probably double, if not triple, the amount of meetings and things. And most industry experts say that we can look forward to that again. People by nature want to be together. They want to be together to learn. We can learn great virtually. There's something about that human interaction. The same with the physical presence of the solutions in the trade show. You want to kick it. You want to touch it. You want to you, you want to get your face in it. And then networking. Networking. Let's face it. A lot of these shows, networking is a big big component of that. So most experts are predicting that we are just going to get back. There is pent up demand. There's pent up interest, and um, even the travel industry is, is saying, I saw something yesterday that they're calling it travel optimism, that there are a lot of people waiting and just burgeoning at the seams uh, to want to to get back to traveling and getting back to a norm. Well, that is great to hear. So would you say 2021 looks pretty bright? I think 2021 looks bright. 2022 will be brighter. Everything is going to be dependent upon the vaccination. The, the vaccine. If they can get a vaccine, which it sounds like that they're going to, um, but I think uh, these types of events will will get back together if all of these things stay in place: the distancing, the sanitizing, and, and the masks. Uh, those are we've heard over and over again are important. And um, and guess what? We can do that. We can do that, and um, and we will be back together. So we're looking forward that. Uh, and and actually. Uh, there's a couple of big events coming up that you know, that'll be the, the indicator. We've got SEMA, which is huge, in November, and NADA in January. And um, I think those will be really telling. I think, look for those. Okay. Well, great advice and good information um, on what to expect as, you know, trade shows find ways to start back up. Thanks again for being here today, Therese. Thank you. And uh, it was a pleasure. Great information and tips from Therese about what to expect at upcoming conferences. Before we hop off, just a quick reminder. You can watch past and future podcast episodes on YouTube by searching for The Connected Podcast. Hit the subscribe button to get notified every Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Wednesday.